Hallelujah. Well, did y'all come to receive today? Hallelujah. That was kind of weak. Let's try that one more time. Did y'all come to receive today? Hallelujah. Now, why do I ask you that? Because you have to purpose to receive. Sometimes we just do the religious thing. We show up and think, okay, that's enough. I mean, we're called to receive. So you got to have an ear to hear, a heart to receive, amen, and allow God to open up our understanding. Are you still with me? We're going to go to 1 John is where we're going to start today. 1 John chapter 5, please. Oh, hallelujah. 1 John chapter 5, and we are going to go to chapter, or verse 4, and it says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Everybody say, whatever. whatever. Hallelujah. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. What's, what's the victory? Our faith. Our faith. Look at your neighbor and say, your faith. Hallelujah. Look at your other neighbor and say, my faith. Hallelujah. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? In fact, verse 1 brings out that whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So when you see that in verse 4, it says, for whatever is born of God, you're part of the whatever. Now, Obviously, later he says you're the whoever. But right now, he says, whatever, because there's all kinds of things that are born out of God. Are you with me? In fact, the word born here, uh, genereo, is the word that we get already to regenerate, procreate, to beget, conceive, bring forth, or made from. So whatever is made from or born of God, brought forth from God, conceived in God, amen, or from God, amen, is uh, overcomes the world. So that means anything that comes out of God has got the DNA in it to overcome whatever the world would throw at it. Are you with me? And you're included in that because you've been born of God, because you've accepted Jesus. So now you're in a different kingdom, a different family. You're now born of God, brought forth out of God, which means now you've been designed. You have DNA. You have seeds of greatness on the inside of you. You've got the DNA, amen, to overcome whatever the world would try to throw at you. I asked you a question earlier. I'm going to ask you again. Are you here to receive? All right. Now, I understand, okay, what's all going on in my congregation. All right. I understand that we got some health things, health battles going on. We got some financial battles going on. We got some housing battles going on. We got some business issues going on. We got family, uh, marital things and kid issues here and there. We got all kinds of pressures going on, all right? And so today I'm going to talk about victorious faith. And that means that no matter what the world's trying to hit you with, you have what it takes to overcome it. Can I hear an amen? Amen. You have victorious faith in you, praise God. Now, a lot of times when you talk faith, people get a little nervous. I don't know why, because what are you going to be, a people of doubt? No, we're called to be a people of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I hear any faith people in the house? All right. Now, that's who we are. Now, the problem with that, though, sometimes preaching faith is you you start finding out that you have to become accountable. 
That's what people get nervous about. All right? You're accountable for, uh, for what you believe and what you don't believe. You're accountable to exercise your faith. Are you with me? So your pastor is standing in front of you today to go to preach you a message. And I want you to know your pastor is not insensitive. You hear me? I'm not insensitive, all right? But I am going to be informative today. I'm not trying to be offensive. Come on. But I am trying to be truthful. And according to this word, sometimes when the truth comes out, there's the opportunity to be offended. But the word says, choose not to be offended. Purpose to hear what is being said. So you can have victorious faith. Are you with me? All right. Glad you heard that. Chapter 4, verse 4 says, You are of God, little children. In fact, that actually brings out you are born of God is what it's talking about. That's why he refers to you as little children. And have what? Overcome them. What? Everything of the world. Anything of the Antichrist. Anything that's outside of God. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. See, you've been born of God, and whatever's been born of God overcomes the world. That's you. That's part of it. Amen. We can go on and on and on of things like the armor of God, the word of God. Amen. The spirit of God. Are you with me? Anything that's birthed out of God has DNA of overcoming power. It was designed for accomplishment and engineered for success. It has the DNA of great seeds conquering, overcoming seed on the inside. That's you. Look at your neighbor and say, that's you. Hallelujah. All right. Back to chapter 5, verse 4 again. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, this word overcome, nikeo, okay? The word victory in that same verse is the word Nike. If you're going to name a shoe, that's the right thing to name it. Come on, somebody. But in the Greek, okay, uh, nikeo, the word overcome, comes out of the root word of victory, which is Nike. Okay, so let's define that. The word overcome, uh, nikeo, which means to subdue. You've been designed to subdue, to conquer, to prevail, to get or gain the victory. That's you. You've been designed to overcome. You've been designed to gain the victory. You've been designed, amen, to walk in victory, to subdue, to conquer. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. (laughs) Amen. The word victory here is a word that means, uh, again, Nike is a Greek word, but it means conquest, triumph, or the means of success, or the breakthrough, uh, the means of the breakthrough, progress, or success, okay? Hallelujah. So, again, uh, you have the victory, amen, and it says our victory is what in this verse? Our faith, okay? So this is is what determines whether you're going to walk in victory or not. Are you hearing me? This is what determines whether you're going to have the means of success or not. Is your faith. Okay, what is faith? The Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S is the Greek word. 
most every uh, one of these uh, synonyms out of this, the word to believe, all right, comes out of that. Uh, persuasion, conviction, confidence, assurance, reliance, dependence, trust. These are all synonyms that come out of this Greek word pistis, which means faith, all right? So by your faith, okay, you'll uh, have the means of a victory or success. Are you with me? So in other words, by your believing, by your persuasion, amen, by your conviction, with me? By your confidence, your assurance, your reliance, your dependence, your trust in God. If you will walk in that, you are gained or you are guaranteed a victory. All right. The victory. In this verse 4 in the New Living Translation, it says, We achieve this victory through our faith. Okay, we achieve this victory through our faith. The message translation says it this way. On this particular verse, message sometimes puts a lot of verses together, but this verse here says, the conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The Passion Translation says, For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. Now, as Trudy brought out even in the offering time, you know, we're not denying the existence of, of a pressure. We're not denying the existence of a storm that would try to roll in. Uh, in fact, Jesus said himself that in the world you're going to have tribulation. But, but, but... Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And now, see, he, the seeds, greater is he that's in you, is now in you, come on, to overcome anything. Why? Because greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Give God praise. So you have what it takes. So not only have you been born of God, but the faith, that we have has been born of God. That's right. So it is designed to cause you to overcome, to gain your victory, no matter what you're dealing with. All right. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. You got an ear to hear? All right. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 10. Verse 38 says, now, you know, notice every time you read that, it's, it updates. That's why it's worded that way. Okay, now the just shall live by faith. Okay, in fact, it, it comes out of the, uh, the old covenant in Habakkuk 2 is where it actually comes out of. Uh, so we see it uh, repeated here in Hebrews 10. We see it also in uh, Romans 1. We see it also in Galatians uh, chapter 3. Uh, also repeated. Are you hearing me? So he lets it be known, now the just, the justified, the righteous, which is you. If you've accepted Christ, you've been now, according to the scriptures, are referred to 
as the justified, as the righteousness of God. Your righteousness has nothing to do with what you did. Your justification has nothing to do with what you did. Nothing. You're justified because of what Jesus did. You're righteous because of what Jesus did. You're the just because of what Jesus did and only what Jesus did. So you can sit around and argue that all day long. All it is is you're just being non-acceptant of what God's already done for you. So I would just say, you know what? I don't feel real righteous sometimes. I don't feel real just sometimes. But according to the book, that's what I am. I'm the righteousness of God based on what Christ has done for me. Now, can I hear a big amen? Amen. Now, I said that because that's you. You're the just. But then it says it gives you something. It says, shall live by faith. Now, that's on you. You're already the just. You're already accepted. You're already loved. You're already in the kingdom. But now he's asking you to do something, to live by faith. That's how we live. All right? This word live here, a lot of times we see the word live or life is like zoe, but this is zeo, okay, is the Greek word here, which means literally to conduct everyday living, to walk this thing out to conduct life as you move along, to be active and energized and doing things, moving forward, taking steps. That's what it refers to. So the just shall live by faith. Okay, why? Because that's your victory. That's your means of success is your faith. Your faith is your victory. Your faith is your victory. Your faith is your victory. It's it. So he says, that's how we live then. Okay? We live by uh, assurance, reliance, dependence on God. We live, amen, by persuasion, by conviction. We live uh, by believing in what he said. We believe, uh, we uh, live by our convictions based on what he said. We live by faith. And then it says, but if anyone draws back, pulls back, draws back, come on, backs up. It says what? I have no what? Pleasure in that. In other words, it brings no satisfaction. Let's put that verse back up. It brings no satisfaction is what it means to the heart of God when you're pulling back, which means the only reason that is is because he has given you everything you need to walk by faith. And when you choose to back up, so you need to understand this. Get a hold of this. Backing up is not faith. That's going to make more sense before we're done here today. Now, I'm asking the question again. I'll probably ask it 20 times before we're done. Do you have an ear to hear? Your pastor's not insensitive and uncaring. I want you to be informed. You will not get to heaven one day and say, my pastor didn't tell me. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. Okay? When you get there, okay, this sermon will come up if you say that to him. 
And everybody's going to get to watch it all over again. Okay? And you will be reminded that the man that stood in front of you from Sunday to Sunday, amen, told you the truth. This is how we live. We don't live by whining. We don't live by pity. We don't live by pulling back, drawing back. We don't live by anger. Come on. We don't live by doubt. We live by faith. Okay. The message in this verse here, it says, but anyone uh, who is right with me, in other words, the just, right, uh, thrives on loyal trust. I like that. Thrives on loyal trust. It goes on to talk about trusting God all the way. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to trust God all the way. Now, Luke 18 and 8, get this now. This is what Jesus said. Okay, when the Son of God, when the Son of Man returns, right, is he really going to find faith on the earth? Now, that's what Jesus said. Okay, when I return, because how many know he's coming back? Now, he's coming back for a, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, not some whimpering, whiny, boo-hooey, panty-waist, sissified church. Look at your neighbor and say, that, that's not me. Well, it better not be. Come on, right? That's not what he's coming back for. He's coming back for a glorious church. So he says, when I return, am I going to find faith? Am I going to find faith? Am I going to find pistis? Am I going to find con- con- conviction? Am I going to find assurance? Am I going to find dependence and, and reliance? Am I going to find trust in my people? Am I going to find a people still believing me? I say yes. Luke 11 and 22, a pretty lengthy verse. And Jesus said to them, have faith in God. (laughs) Pretty simple to the point, have faith in God. The amplified in that verse is constantly. I'm trying to make a point here. Everybody say constantly. Constantly. You don't get like this this little break in there because your, your back's against the wall or you got an issue or a storm that rolled in that all of a sudden, you know, King's X, I'm, I'm, it's, this, this doesn't apply to me now. No, it's more on you now than ever. We're going to find out, okay, what you do have in you if you're going to be a doer of what you've heard, all right? So constantly, right, the message in that verse is embrace this God life Really embrace it, and nothing will be too hard or too much for you. Nothing. nothing will be too much for you. Hallelujah. So I said all this, brought these out. Why? For this reason, because we're going to make the quality decision, you and me, that this is how we're going to live our life, Amen. by faith, not by how everything looks or how everything sounds or how everything feels or what everybody else said. We're going to live by faith in God, by our confidence, assurance, reliance, our conviction, our trust in God. Now, does anybody in here got an ear to hear? All right. The word brings out, I ain't got time to go through all these, maybe another time, and I actually have had done this before in other series, but uh, faith is how we obtain our promises, okay, the things that God promises us, amen, our expectation is based on, amen, our faith is how we obtain it according to Scripture, our faith is how we please God, 
Amen. Our faith is how we stand, the Word says, in the midst of any pressure. Our faith is how we walk among the unseen, right? We walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is how we run and finish our race, which was a verse we used last week. Faith is how we overcome, is what we read earlier, and we gain our victory. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know faith is necessary? You don't get out of faith. You don't, there is nothing that in this walk in God, you know, taking your cross, running your race, resisting your enemy, it doesn't matter what you're doing at the moment. None of it is called, you're called to do without faith. You're called to trust God. Because it's your means of success. It's your victory. You get outside of faith, you're outside of the means of your success. You stop believing, you stop with your conviction, you stop with assurance and trust in God. You've stepped out of something now, away from your victory. Yay, preacher, go, pastor. I had to kind of cheer myself on a little insecure moment there. Romans 10, we'll come back to Hebrews here in just a second. Put your finger there, we'll come back. But Romans 10. Hallelujah. In verse 17, hallelujah, says then that faith comes, amen. So you might say, well, how does faith come? Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, all right? So faith comes by hearing. Now, in context, it's talking about hearing a preacher preach the truth, okay? This preacher was sent to stand here today to preach to you the good news, amen, of Jesus. Hello. And if you, amen, hear it and continue to hear it, amen, faith comes. All right? So faith comes, hallelujah, by what? Hearing, which the word here means giving audience to, giving audience to the information and instructions, all it means. So giving audience to what you're hearing. In other words, that's why it's wise to say, does anybody have an ear to hear? Why? You got to give ear. This is your part. If you want faith to come, if you want to increase in faith, in fact, 2 Thessalonians 1 brings it real clear that your faith can grow. Okay? Now, how does this work? Okay? You got to have to first be a hearer. You're going to have to hear what's being said. And then you're going to have to be a doer of it, as we found out during offering time. But faith comes by hearing, and hearing, obviously, it says, by the Word of God. So if the Word of God is not involved, we probably don't have our means of success intact. Well, I'm doing this based on what somebody said. No, what does God say about it? Well, the professional said, I didn't ask what the professional said. I said, what did Jesus say about it? And we're not down on professionals. Well, there's a few. But anyway, there are some of them, amen, that are legitimately trying to just do their job and praise God that they're there. But let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what the professional says if it goes contrary to what Jesus said. So who do you put your faith in? What Jesus said. So faith comes by hearing and hearing 
by the word of God. And again, you read that whole thing in context. It's talking about right now, what you're doing right now. Faith, if you're hearing, anybody hearing? Then faith is right now coming to you. If you have right hearing, you have right believing. If you have right believing, you get the right results. And if we're going to hear the word, amen, we're going to hear it and apply it, we'll get right results. That's why your faith, your faith is your success. Your faith is your victory. Still with me? Okay. Hallelujah. The word is, talks about levels of, and degrees of faith all through it. It talks about little faith, weak faith, strong faith, great faith. These are all in the scriptures here, most of them what Jesus said. Okay, he talks about dead faith, okay? Talks about uh, having no faith. One time he even said that to one person. You, why is it you have no faith? I'm like, whoa, right? I don't want to hear that. Why is it you have no faith? Okay, all right. Now, everybody say, your faith, your faith. Is, your victory. is your victory. Okay, now let's shift it. My faith, my faith. is my victory. my victory. All right, that's what it's saying. My faith is my victory. All right. Jesus brought out to the woman with the issue of blood, which is one of the stories I touched on last week. But Jesus said this, your faith has made you well. Your faith did it. Jesus could have said, my faith delivered you. My faith made you well. He said, your faith. It was you that came to me. You that said, if I can just touch the hem of that garment, I'll be made well. He said, your faith did that for you. Your faith is your victory. Jesus said to blind Bartimaeus, I always call him blind Bart, amen. He said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith, blind Bart, so what? You're blind, amen. You can still walk in faith. And obviously he did. He believed. He knew. Amen. If I can but connect with him, I'll be made well. The word even says he threw off that garment. Amen. Which was a beggar's garment, basically, proving the fact that he was a blind man. Realize and recognize, I ain't going to be blind no more. Praise God. So what happened? Amen. He came to Jesus. He's shouting and praising. Amen. Jesus came, got his attention. He turns. He delivers him. The boy now sees. Your faith. Your faith did that. The sinful woman, the one that woman that was forgiven. Remember that whole there's a whole story in that. But he said, "Your faith, little lady, has saved you. Go in peace." It was your faith that delivered you. You received forgiveness because you reached out for it. You believed me for it. Your faith. Everybody say your faith. Hallelujah. The leper was made whole because Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Actually, that word means complete. Your faith has made you complete. Your faith did that. Remember the guy that came back, gave honor. He said, your faith has now made you complete. Your faith did that. Anybody else still with me? Now, I'm trying to make a point. Are you getting it? Huh? Jesus, uh, to the two blind men, he said, according to your faith, in Matthew 9, according to your faith, let it be to you. According to your faith, according, in other words, if you can believe for it, you can have it. What are you believing, guys? What are you believing? 
That's what he says. According to your faith, let it be to you. The passion in that says you will have what, you, what your faith expects. The message says you become what you believe. That's what Jesus said. You become what you believe. What are you believing for? Thank you. What else? What are you believing for? Wholeness? What are you believing for? Breakthrough? What are you believing for? Your marriage to be restored? What are you believing for? Your kids to straighten up? What are you believing for? What are you believing for? That's on you, what you believe for. Am I blowing you out of the water today or what? You with me? All right. See, what are you believing for? All right. Look at your neighbor. So you got to believe. Jesus, remember what Jesus said in Luke 9 and 23. He said, he said uh, to the father who had the epileptic son, remember he's going into Caesars, that whole scenario that played out. And the father said, you know, if you can do anything, boom, 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 break, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. If I can do anything. See, this, now listen, these are most Christians right here. Well, Jesus, if you could do anything, heal me, deliver me, set me free. Jesus, if you can do it, you think Jesus can't do something? But why are you? No, it comes. He said, no. He says, if you can believe. All things are. I keep pointing at you, Rick, because you're in the front row. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, he's going to get it. I know it. No. Yeah, he's like, okay, whatever, man. Uh, he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Yes. So that father finally says, oh, I got it. My unbelief is in the way. So he wants, he, and that's all it took. In literally a split second, he shifted from unbelief to belief, got his breakthrough. Are you with me? What you believe. See, it's your faith, hallelujah, is your victory. Do you remember uh, Jairus? Remember that story of Jairus? Came to Jesus and and, uh, you know, he says, if you will uh, go home with me, I know you could, you could pray over my daughter. My daughter would be delivered. And he says, I'll, I'll go with you, obviously, because Jairus came in faith. If you will come, she'll be delivered. Okay. So he turned. Look, listen, that's what he did. You got to see it. This is how it works. So all of a sudden, wherever direction he was going, he turned, started following Jairus. Come on. Following Jairus. He's going to Jairus' house because Jairus came to him believing that if you will come, my daughter will be made well. He had faith. So he believed it. So here he goes. Jesus is following Jairus to Jairus' house. All of a sudden, the woman with the issue of blood, that whole story plays out. All of a sudden, so he stops, ministers to her because of everything that's going on. Amen. Your faith has made you well. In the meantime, while he's discussing this with this lady, Somebody came from Jairus' house and told Jairus, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter's already dead. Oh, I guess it don't work. And you can imagine all the thoughts and the emotions that dad's going through, and rightfully so. Everything from sorrow and sadness to loss to thinking about if he wouldn't have stopped for that woman, maybe he could have got to the house in time. And Jesus heard it. 
And he looked, he said, do not fear. Only believe and your daughter be made well. So he didn't even give Jairus a moment to say anything, which is wise in those moments. So he said, do not fear. In other words, that's all that other stuff comes out of fear-based thoughts. Don't fear, only believe, which means you can do whatever you want to do right now. What are you going to choose to do? Well, I choose to believe you. Okay, only believe. Now lead the way. And we know the rest of the story. The daughter got delivered and raised up. Everybody say, believe. believe. Hallelujah. Your faith, your faith is your victory. My faith is my victory. Amen. All right, now back to Hebrews 11. We'll just take over from where, well, actually Hebrews 10 it was, I guess. I didn't read all that. Verse 38 again. I guess I didn't get very far down that road there, did I? Verse 38. I'm back in 1038. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him, no satisfaction in, in that. But we are not of those who draw back. Look at your neighbor say, we don't pull back or draw back. See, we don't pull back, draw back to perdition, destruction. We don't, we're not pulling back because of anything. We're not pulling back. There's nothing else back there. Nothing else we want. We move forward. That's what we do. But we're of those who what? Believe, right? Those who believe to the saving of the soul. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, I'm a believer. How about you? All right. Now, that's what we do. We believe, right? Well, amen. We got to have, we got to believe here. That's where it starts. We don't draw back. We live by faith. Verse 11, or verse 1 of chapter 11. There we go. Now, faith, oh, here it is again. Now, look at your neighbor and say, it's updated. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay? For by it, in other words, by this faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. So, so what's going on now? See, he's, he's, this whole thing, he's a buildup. He's now talking about, he's going to talk in this chapter about all the patriarchs of faith, or many of them anyway, about what they did and how they responded to things, reacted to things, what they said, what they did in order to get a victory. And every bit of it, because this is the hall of faith famers, come on, what they did with their faith to get their victory. So he says, by this faith, they obtained a good testimony or provided evidence is what it means. Okay, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the world, so the, the world itself or the eon ages, that's kind of what it is, but it's talking about the world and everything around you, were framed or fashioned by the word of God. Right? Genesis 1. That's Genesis 1 right there. Anybody hearing me? Light be, and light was, right? Everything he spoke into existence, right? So he's talking about a word or by an unseen thing, he brought something into the seen realm. Is anybody hearing me? By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. He's trying to show you if you're going to walk by faith, you can't be moved by the scene realm all the time. Does anybody in the house have an ear to hear? Yes. We're so close. Just stay connected. Faith. 
all right? Has, some, has a few things that makes it work in our life, okay? That's why he's going now. He's going to talk about all the patriarchs of faith. I'm not going to go into all that, obviously. But here we are, children of God, okay, called of God, amen, hopefully led by God, you know, came, to the, came into the kingdom through receiving Jesus. Now we're born of, of, of God. Come on, somebody, which means now, amen, we can overcome anything that's in front of us. Amen. And our faith is our victory. Our faith is our means of success. Amen. In the midst of whatever we're trying to overcome. Are you still with me? So he says there's several things. There is multiple things. But in this text here, we can come up about three different things that works. Amen. And if you will hear this today, child of God, I guarantee you it'll snack the, jerk the slack right out of you. Right? If we're not in faith, it's going to get us in faith, hopefully. Are you with me? Listen, it's your victory. I want you to have a victory. Amen. That's right. Well, you're so uncaring. No, I'm not. I want you to have a victory. I don't want you to buffalo yourself or anybody else into thinking you're in faith when you're not in faith. And then we have to explain to everybody why you didn't get your victory. Now, do you have an ear to hear? All right. There's three things, major things that you're going to see here. One's a corresponding action. One is a confession. And one is through confident demeanor. Okay. And I'll start with the confident one, okay? You've got to have a confident demeanor. In other words, your appearance, your behavior, your expression, okay, is going to have to speak of faith. Are you still with me? The Moffat translation of this first couple verses, I don't think they have that up there, so I'm just, but I love the James Moffat translation. He just says this. Now, faith means that we are confident of what we hope for and convinced of what we do not see. It was for this, in other words, for that confidence that the men of old won their record or their victory or their testimony. Are you with me? Everybody say confidence. confidence. You got to walk with some confidence. Okay? You got to walk with some confidence. Hebrews 10 and 35 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Okay? Your confidence, your assurance. Okay? Don't cast it away. Romans 4, verse 21, this is talking about Abraham saying, being fully convinced that what God had promised him, he was also able to perform it. He had to become convinced. Everybody say convinced. Convinced. A confident demeanor. That means you can't walk around boo-hooey, dragging yourself around. Your pastor loves you. But you're not, you're not doing this kind of thing and think you're in faith. You ain't in faith. Pastor, you're just being short. No, I'm not. Do you believe God heals? Do you believe God delivers? Do you believe God sets the captive free? Do you believe God provides? Yes. Yes. Then act like it. None of this wiener stuff. God. 
1 John 5, verse 14 and 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask, listen, I want you to win. I want you to get a victory. You need a notch on the belt to say, God delivered me and he'll do it again. Somebody goes, I just don't know. God has healed me, delivered me, provided for me, shown himself strong. Oh, hallelujah. And if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Oh, you have to be so intense. Gosh. I, listen, you want a sissy pastor? Go somewhere else. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will. What's his will? Here's the will of God. Well, nobody knows the will of God. No, that isn't. You're not reading the scriptures. Scripture said this is the will of God right here. That's why you got to see faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You got to know the word so you know the will. If you know the will, then you can ask according to his will. And if you ask according to his will, amen, what's it say? He hears us. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, why? Because you asked his will. So it says in verse 14 that if you ask of his will, he hears you. Done. So let's find out if you have faith or not. Let's find out where you're at, whether you're believing it or not. So then verse 15 says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, because you're asking according to his will, right? Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Being fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Paul said, I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor angel nor principality nor power nor right nor might nor anything in this present realm can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. I'm persuaded. You can't knock me off that. Well, I just don't know, Pastor. Came too late. I just don't know if God does that anymore. Came too late to tell me that. But did, it, did they come too late to tell you that? Well, you know, you know, some people, they know more. Well, you know, they said this and they said that. Really? So is that what Jesus said? Hmm. See, if there's, see, faith is the assurance, the confidence, right? Come on now. The reliance, the trust. See, what made those patriarchs of faith, men and women both, what made them, hallelujah, men and women of faith? Because they had a confident, every one of them had that same thing, a confident demeanor about them. And every one of them made mistakes. And every one of them at times wasn't very confident and never got their victory until... They became confident that what God said, he's also able to do. Nobody can talk me out of that. Well, you just never know. Nobody's talking me out of that. Well, you're just so, gosh, I just, you just don't even listen to reason. Excuse me? Reason? 
What are you basing your reason on? Is anybody coming back next week? You all kind of looking at me like, oh my God. What are you basing your reason on? So if God, if God's will says you're healed, then what are you? If God's, if God's will says you're provided for, then what are you? If God's will says you're delivered, then what are you? If God's will says, come on, right? Whatever he says, and you ask according to that, confident in the fact that, you know, he heard me because that's his will, then you know you can have it. Somebody said, well, I'm not very confident. Then what do you do? Then you get in the Word and you get confident. That's the cool thing about faith. You're not stuck with where you are right now. If that's the case, we're all in trouble. There ain't any of us that hadn't struggled through things. There ain't any of us in this room that haven't had things that we didn't necessarily stay in faith for. We are, there's everybody in this room, amen, and those watching and listening. We've all been there where maybe we weren't where we needed to be at that moment. Maybe God would have said, uh, you have little faith. You have, yeah, no faith. No, no. We've probably all been there. So what do you do? Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You get the word of God going in you. You start hearing the preacher man preach to you. Praise God. You listen and you hear it and you hear it again and you listen. Praise God. Why? Because I want to be confident that what he promised, he's also able to perform. Praise God. So number one is you've got to have a confident demeanor. Look at your neighbor and say, stay confident. <laughs> number two, you see it in this text here, the fact that we're called to have a confession because it was by his word, by him speaking, that the unseen, amen, come on, manifested as a seen thing, right? By words. Now remember, he breathed life into Adam. And the word says he became a living being, which means, listen, when you look it up, it says this, he became a speaking spirit. And just a few verses prior to that, he says he was made after his image and after his likeness. Everybody say confession. You got to, or profession, depending on your translation, but it means, he meant to speak something. Okay, why is that so important? Because there's a lot of people saying they're in faith, saying something different. Your faith is your victory. The passion in that, I think it's actually 11.3 is the verse where it talks about everything was framed or fashioned by his word. Come on, right? And that way, everything that is seen was made out of an unseen. All right. The passion brings out that it was his word. Amen. And he spoke and the invisible realm. Look, look, he spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Everything you see when I don't care in this room, you walk outside, take a, a glorious moment to look at the mountains. Everything was spoken to existence. Everything in the seen realm was made by the unseen. The message translation brings it out. It says, by faith we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created by what we don't see. 
The Moffat, again, like I said, I don't think they have that one, but it is by faith we understand that the world was fashioned by the Word of God and thus the visible was made out of the invisible. 1 Timothy 6 and 12, put that up, says, Fight the good fight of faith. What's your victory? Your faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold to eternal life. That word there is not referring to someday in the sweet by and by. It's talking about perpetual life, everlasting or perpetual life. It isn't just waiting someday in the sweet by and by. He's talking about right now. You have Zoe life, absolute life available unto you. Everything that he has designed for you is still available to you. So lay hold to it, to which you are also called, and have, here we go, confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. The word confession, amen, is the Greek word homos logia, which means same word. If you look it up in a concourse, it's going to say stuff like a profession to profess or to confess. It also means a covenant acknowledgement. In other words, your covenant right here and you acknowledge it. What a confession is, is you say the same word. What word? Did I lose you? What word? His word. Another reason why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're going to talk something, talk this. Listen, it's hard. I'm just telling you, your faith is your victory. My faith is my victory. If I'm not going to talk words of faith, I'm probably not going to get a victory. Well, pastor, that's why I'm praying. That's why I'm telling you to pray. Listen, I don't mind getting in agreement with you, but you know, sometimes maybe I should come up to you and say, what do you actually believe? I'm spitting all over you. You'll feel better. Huh? Because, see, sometimes, you know, you say, okay, I'll get in agreement with you. You're sitting there talking that you're, you're going to die. Okay, then I, you, want me to, you want me to agree with that? Well, no. Well, then talk. Listen, if you want the dog, stop calling the cat. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. How come, how come the dog never comes? I got an ornery dog. He never listens to me. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Somebody says, well, that's stupid. No, it ain't stupid. That's exactly how it works. If you want a victory, you want a breakthrough, you want a healing, you want a deliverance, you want provision, you want your family straightened out, you can't turn around and say, my family's going to hell in a handbasket. You can't say, well, my wife's just a, you know, blah, 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 or my husband's a blah, 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 but I'm believing God. No, you're not. Now, aren't you glad you came out on a Sunday morning? Look at the things you're learning today. Well, I just want you to pray, and, and it all straightens out. Well, I would love that too. I would love to just speak whatever over you. And it all happens. Boy, they'd be lined up. I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. You see, but it doesn't matter what I'm saying. What matters is what you're saying. Because it's your faith. That is your victory. 
Romans 10 and 10. How about this common verse? For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And we always just look at that like it's just a born-again verse. No, it ain't. That's where it starts. That's not where it ends. The word salvation, soteria, uh, is the word, okay? And it means total deliverance. So not, not only were you delivered from hell because you got an agreement and made a confession, but it doesn't matter whatever it is you're dealing with, your mouth, you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Your mouth has to be involved. Proverbs 10, uh, pardon me, Proverbs 18 and 21 brings out death and life are in the power of the tongue. Talking about your tongue. You keep talking death, guess what? It says you'll eat the fruit thereof. You talk life, you can eat the fruit thereof. With me? Jesus said, it's not what goes in your mouth that defiles you. It's what's coming out your mouth that's messing up your day. Did you come with an ear to hear? Listen, listen you can ignore this all day long and think it's all going to go away. It won't go away. But if I, just, if I just ignore it, it'll all go away. No, 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 no. You're going to have to get your mouth engaged, say the right things, get yourself going, get your faith engaged, walk in some confidence here. Come on. Can't ignore this. If you want a victory, you're going to have, there's certain things you're going to have to do. Are you still with me? So Jesus also said, by your words, you're condemned. By your words, you're justified. The book of James, which is actually Jesus' half-brother. He grew up in the same house as Jesus that wrote the book James. He says it's by your tongue. He says your tongue is just a little member, but yet it can, it can do a lot of damage. It can do a lot of good. Hello. It can defile your body. Your own tongue can defile your body. Your tongue can defile your body. Your tongue can set ablaze all of nature in front of you. In other words, everything you're walking in can be a result of your own words. Now, I didn't write any of this. I ain't making this up. I have found that when I got my mouth in agreement with what he says, things actually started working. Last one. A corresponding action. So not only a confident demeanor, not only a confession, in other words, get your mouth engaged, doing the right thing, but also, you've got to have some corresponding action here, all right? Uh, the message translation, this is again in Hebrews 11, and, you know, you, basically verse 2, okay? And it just says, the act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. Now, remember, the whole thing here is talking about all the patriarchs of faith. This is all things that they did, okay? There was a sense of confidence in them. They, they started getting their mouth right. They started uh, acting right. They're now they're, res- they're starting to do things now that portray the fact that they actually believe God. Are you with me? James 2 and verse 17 says, Thus also faith, or in other words, you, you believing, and actually in context it's talking about saying you believe. In other words, thus faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead or lifeless. And that word works means a corresponding action. So you can talk all day long that you believe something. That's what he's saying. In fact, if you read on, that's what it's talking about. Even the demons say they believe. They believe in God. The demons believe in God. They don't follow him. 
They don't listen to him. They don't, I mean, they don't submit to him. But the word says even the demons believe. So the point in context, what James is talking about in chapter 2 there, and it's basically verse 17 on to like verse 26 in there. Okay, the whole, he repeats himself multiple times there. Yet your faith without some corresponding action is lifeless. So what, that, what does that mean? Well, that means, okay, watch your actions. What is your actions? Not only your demeanor, not only your behavior, not only your words, but watch your actions. Listen, you could talk all day long, you believe, but if your actions say different, listen, listen. Honey, I love you. Oh, yeah, right. No, I really do love you. Yeah, what about last night? Well, you got to forget about all that. That don't mean nothing. I really do love you. What about Tuesday? What about, you know, a week ago? And, and what about that other situation you did? How about that thing you said over there? No, no, honey, I love you. I, you lying sack of poo. Right? Right? That's what you'd all say. Who? You're full of it. You're full of it. You talk all day long how much you love me, but you're portraying something else. Your actions say different. And it's okay to believe that way, right? But when God tells you, that your faith without any corresponding action is lifeless and dead, it's the same thing he's telling you. You can say all day long you believe, but if there is no action that follows it, you're spitting in the wind. <clears throat> Hebrews 6 and 12 says, Imitate those who through their faith and their patience Come on, inherit the promises. Remember, he's talking about all these people that are in chapter 11. All right? Now, the word patience means a perseverance or a constancy or consistency, but it means holding firm to the same principles or the same course of action. It's a word that means stick to okay? And the point being is this, okay? If you believe this, you're going to act like you believe it. Check yourself out. The word says, take heed to yourself. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Or did I just blow you all out of the water? This, this, I'm just, you, you got you to gotta see this is how this stuff works, okay? So I want a victory. So if I want a victory and my victory is in my faith, then there's certain things that's going to have to be activated and doing and working in me in order for my faith to actually get a victory. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to understand that I can't just be feeling sorry for myself and think I'm going to get a victory. It ain't going to happen. Pity does you no good. Now, we're not making light of what you've been through. Your preacher prays for you daily, believes God for you daily, amen, loves you daily. Well, a couple of moments in there, but usually daily. I understand what you've been through, what you're going through, what you're dealing with. Nobody's making light of that. But if you want a victory... You gotta have your faith engaged. And you're gonna have to actually act like you believe this stuff. You're gonna have to have some confidence about what you're praying about. Listen, you never go in the prayer room and come out more depressed. There's something wrong. Right? You should come out more confident. Amen. Standing firm. Got your head up. I'm believing God. 
Well, I've heard that before. It doesn't matter. I'm believing God. Well, you know, I know one person that that prayed and did. I believe in God. Well, you just don't. I believe in God. I'm not moved by everybody else's circumstance or everybody else's results. You don't know. You have no idea what that individual did in their quiet time or what they said or what they were really believing. But I can take care of me. I can stay in faith. And I know, listen, this is where you got to be honest with yourself. Am I in faith or not? Why am I all mad about this? Or why am I all sad about this? Why am I all depressed about this? Why am I all in pity about this? What's the deal? How come I'm, that's not right. You're going to have to get yourself, get yourself. Listen, you you can change that, repent, get it right, get back on the right road, believe God and get a victory. And you're going to have to get your words right. That's why the word of God is so important. Stay with it. And I'm not just talking about, listen, I'm not just talking about your daily devotional. I want you to have a daily devotional. But we're talking about getting a victory over something, then you better be standing. You better find your promise. Get on it. Stay on it. Keep talking it. Keep declaring it. And check your actions. How about your actions? If, I thought that was excellent what Trudy brought up. Okay. The Lord talked to her. She says, if somebody, you know. You always lean on God. What? Yeah, he does. Um, you know, if, if, if somebody, you know, was acting that way, would you say that they're going to get their victory or not? And somebody said, well, you're just being, you're just being critical. You're being judgmental. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Grow up. It's about growing up and coming up. It's about, amen, changing if you have to. You sit here all day long and say, they'll judge me. Or they're all being rude or they're all being mean. Knock it off. You want a victory or not? I know I'm making all of you nervous right now. Let's see what else I can do here. <laughs> but it just, I think somewhere along the line, you, gotta, you can't be so caught up. If, if your actions ain't lining up, then, then so you're going to have to make some adjustments. If your words ain't lining up, you're going to have to make some adjustments. If you're, not, if you're not in a place of confidence, then make some adjustments. Nothing wrong with that. We've all been there. It doesn't mean anybody's higher or better than anybody. The idea is to do what it takes to get your victory. And if what you're doing right now is putting you on the wrong road, it is time to change. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Did you get something today? Why don't you give God praise, everybody? Why don't you all stand up? Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.